to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, John. Hello and welcome to the Sports Hangover. We got a ton of news to get into. 800-998-1003. That is the phone number to get involved in the conversation. You can also get involved via social media on our Twitter account, at ESPN Radio NOLA. Several questions of the day, including, of course, the two big stories and news. We want your take, your guest list. Coming up next segment at 12.15, Rod Walker, columnist for the Picayune and Advocate. At 12.30, Jake Madison, locked on Pels. He will join us and then Ali Cosell from the Bird Rights will join us at 2.15 the rest of the way. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a very opinionated show, and I want to hear from Saints fans and Pelicans fans. Why? Well, the Saints have settled on a head coach, as expected. It is Dennis Allen, and he's coming out yesterday. And there is a 2.30 press conference the team has called. One would expect it is to introduce Dennis Allen as the head coach. So all of the vacancies have been Field. Want to get your opinion on that because as it came out yesterday evening, it was maybe sort of like the poll question that we had last week on Friday, I believe, that Jordan the intern put out there. Who do you like? Eric Bianami or Dennis Allen? Looks like, likely, probably came down to those two. Sunday, if you remember, the reports were around eight or just over eight hours of interviewing Eric Bianami. We had Mike Triplett on yesterday. Covers the Saints for ESPN, and I asked him one of the final questions. Can you have the best of both worlds? Keep continuity, keep the structure that you somewhat had. A coach that's been in the Sean Payton staff for 12 of his 16 years in New Orleans, and maybe hire Eric Bieniemy as the offensive coordinator. We're going to discuss that. It was a huge topic this morning nationally on ESPN. His contract is up in Kansas City. Would leaving Kansas City help him get a head coaching job? What are the things Keyshawn Johnson brought up this morning? Eric Bieniemy has interviewed for 20 teams in the last four years. 65% of the league did not get a head coaching job. Is it because people think that he doesn't call the plays? He brought up what we brought up last week. You got a couple of teams, Miami, the Vikings, uh, being um, two of those, and the Broncos hiring, quote, offensive coordinators, quote, on teams that, we know their head coaches actually call the majority of the plays. Andy Reid's been out there saying he does call the plays. Then you go back to the AFC Championship game, though. The player before halftime, the failure to score a touchdown and settle for the game-tying field goal, and then Andy Reid after the game saying, I was giving Pat Mahomes the wrong plays. So which one is it? Is Eric Bieniemy good enough to call plays at the beginning of the game? Because we saw CBS... Focus a lot on him calling plays early in that first half against the Bengals. And then when it gets tight, the head coach is going to call him. I don't know. But it's something to discuss as the show continues here for the next three hours. And then the big news this morning, something we've been talking about already for the last several days and weeks. There was a lot of smoke. And we kept saying there seems to be a lot of smoke around the C.J. McCollum to the Pelicans trade rumors. 
Well, Adrian Wojnarowski, Sham Serenia, um, reporting earlier this morning and that it has happened. So the Pelicans trading for Portland's CJ McCollum in the deal fully looks like this. The Pels will get CJ McCollum, Larry Nance, and Tony Snell. The Blazers will get Josh Hart, Thomas Sedaransky, Nikhil Alexander Walker, Didi Lozada, the 2022 protected first round pick, and two second round picks. So you were able to keep Jackson Hayes, Trey Murphy still here as well, the first round pick from this past year. So what your thoughts on that, Pelicans fans? Because in McCollum, you get essentially what this team has been needing for a while. And it's something that Ali tweeted out here a little bit ago that we're going to talk to him about coming up at 2.15. And it's areas that C.J. McCollum can immediately come in and help you on the offensive side of things. Okay? And what that is, is certain features in the game, like pick and rolls, and also different areas on ball handling, be able to, you know, give this Pelicans offense some versatility that they that they desperately needed here. And when you look at upgrading this backcourt, they they did so, as Christian Clark tweeted, trading for a scorer who's averaged 20-plus for seven straight seasons. So from an offensive standpoint, as he says, C.J. McCollum is the most talented guard Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson have ever played with. Also, one of the things that you can imagine with this is, yes, you, you do lose a guy in Josh Hart, and you do lose a player in Nikhil Alexander-Walker who has shown at times lots of flashes on the offensive end. It was the consistency, perhaps. But at the same time, it's something I've been saying. If you want to go and get a player like C.J. McCollum, and remember you go back to this past offseason, the Pelicans tried for Kyle Lowry. They made an offer to Chris Paul. They wanted a veteran point guard to come in, basically do what Chris has done for the Suns. Provide veteran leadership, control the floor, help everybody else around them. They tried. They made offers. They couldn't land anybody in free agency. So if you're going to make a trade, well, you're going to have to give up some, some assets on it. As far as those picks go, I know Jordan and I discussed this a ton. What good is it going to do to stash some if you have to wait for those to develop? Look, we're just starting to see, even as late as the last two weeks, a player in Jackson Hayes that we talked about a lot yesterday. You're essentially have seen him play his way into untradeable. It's crazy. What was it, five or six calls yesterday? They'd rather trade Zion than Jackson Hayes. Now, that's not going to happen. And perhaps it's a bit silly. But it ought to tell you how he's been playing as of late. And when it comes to those picks, the way the 2022 first-round pick is protected is like this. Andrew Lopez tweeting it. One to four, if they finish one to four, right? Win the lottery or whatever, and they finish one through four, it goes to the Pelicans. Five to 14, it goes to the Blazers. If the Pelicans select 15 through 30, it goes to the Hornets. Blazers get a future first round pick if it doesn't convey 
Hornets get future second round picks if it doesn't convey. So there's a couple of things in there that we can discuss and talk about the understanding, but it's one of the things we're going to ask Jake Madison. How is he going to be able to come in and immediately sort of help the situation? Now, again, when you look at the way this team is sort of constructed, what I do like about it is we talked about it yesterday. You seem to have developed some sort of team chemistry here. You seem to have developed a way that these guys want to play hard for each other. It's defensive laden. And I think a guy like CJ really comes out and helps you. Larry Nance Jr., lots of people that cover the team think he's going to be a really good sneaky shooter. It's going to help you a little bit here as well. So I'd love to get your opinions, Pelicans fans, on what you think of that. 800-998-1003. And also, Saints fans, Dennis Allen's your guy. And yesterday evening into the night, Lots of reporters that cover the team were saying that they're getting the feel and sources telling them there's going to be changes to the staff. It's just not going to be Pete Carmichael elevating to the offensive coordinator role. It looks like he will stay on, but in a different role, perhaps a consultant or something. That leads you to believe that Dennis Allen's going to hire an outside offensive coordinator. Again, could it be? That the Pell, that the Saints to me, I think would strike a home run with this. Ryan Nielsen or Chris Richard elevated to defensive coordinator. I like Richard, Legion of Boom, secondaries of strength, makes sense. Love it. Imagine if you could somehow persuade Eric Bieniemy to be the offensive coordinator. And there you go. Here it is. It's your offense, your side of the building. Go get him. I think that'd be a heck of a staff, to be honest with you. That's just me. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I'm sure Dennis Allen will be asked that today. Again, the team calling a 2.30 press conference. One would assume that is to announce Dennis Allen as their head coach. General D, thank you for giving us a call here, buddy. got five minutes before we get to Rod Walker. What do you have for us today, man? How do you like the trade? I love the trade. Uh, this is a guy that we've kind of been targeting all along. A guy that can actually be a little bit of a floor general for you is, a, is actually a guard that's proven in the league that's very consistent. And I think, you know, where you had to give up in Noah, who had a lot of potential, and Josh Hart, uh, there was inconsistencies on different nights, be it that Josh Hart's outside shooting or Nikhil's actually ability to play within the offense and take good shots. One thing I really like about the trade is that McCullough is in the first year of a three-year $100 million extension mm-hmm. uh, that he signed in 2019. So, you know, he, they're controlling him for one thing, another three years. So that, that's something I really like about it to the point before that you made that, you know, you, you tried going out and attract a guy like Chris Paul, um, and it just didn't work out because nobody really was looking to come to the Pelicans. And I was listening to Greeny this morning, and, you know, all of a sudden people are looking at the Pelicans saying, this team's sneaky good. And the fact that they're in the 10th spot right now, adding a guy like McCullough, but also bringing on – Larry Nance Jr. and Tony Snell. Tony Snell's a really good 3 and D guy, and Nance is pretty versatile of being able to guard multiple positions. He's an effort guy as well, and there's also a relationship with Brandon Ingram when he played in the Lakers. So from a culture standpoint, I think some of these guys are going to come in, they've been the consummate pros, and are going to give you some things that maybe some of these younger guys were not able to do. Uh, 
just hearing the latest about what they had to give up in, 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 in regards to draft picks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no one ever wins the trade back and forth. you got to give to get. But I think what they got is the ability to really move up in the rankings, solidify themselves pretty firmly in the playoffs, and build that core for winning in the future because it looks like everybody's buying into um, to, to, to Willie, and, and I really like it. And as you mentioned with, with the Jackson Hayes thing, you're right. I was a guy that was looking to ship him out. But yeah. his move to the four has really opened up his game and also opened up the floor for the Pelicans to do a lot more things that they wasn't doing in the past. Getting out and running, and I do like the fact that him and, and, and Valanciunas are able to play together because that was something that people were thinking that, well, he couldn't really coexist with two bigs like that. But their games kind of complement, and Jax is so um, effective when it's kind of off the ball in that dunker spot. It really helps out. But the Mullins, the, the, the C.J. McCullough trade is, I think, is a home run. But we're only going to be able to see it is when it actually gets in the court. But uh, I do love the trade, and I think this is a move that they had to make. And they still have some assets to go get a couple people. Mm-hmm. The one target that I do like is Herter, is a guy that's at, at uh, Atlanta. And if we could do something to move some picks and maybe Temple, the guy's a sniper from the outside and is also on that young timeline that the Pelicans are on. This team's going to make some noise. If they're able to do something like that, they're putting the rest of the, the, the NBA, especially the West, on notice. And uh, this team's going to make some noise. But I really do like the trade. I think one of the things that's interesting I saw here as well, uh, some stats. So the most jump shots made, General Dean, the last five-plus seasons. At number five, Bradley Beal, 50%. Chris Paul, 54%. 2053 shots made. Paul George, 2,095 shots made. Steph Curry, 2,123 shots made. CJ McCollum is number one. 2,155 jump shots made, 54% from the floor. Again, what is one of the things this team needed? Shooting. He's going to be a threat. And to your point, he's somebody that the league knows, so you respect him, right, when he has the ball. You have to pay attention to him from that aspect of it. And what I was mentioning earlier, the thing that Ali tweeted, um, he's a 39% three-point shooter, essentially. We call it almost 40, 396 But he mentions the Pelicans' offense in three key areas are lacking. They rank poorly in pick-and-roll ball handling situations. They're 27th. Spot-up shooting, they're 23rd. There's 30 teams. And isolation sets, 30th. So here's a guy, General Deeds, is going to come in. It's going to help Brandon. It's going to help the other guys come in. And again, eventually when Zion Williamson plays, he he can do pick-and-rolls. He can do different things. And more importantly, you have a ball handler. That's a veteran that's been in postseason that knows what's going on. I, I, I think it makes sense. makes a lot of sense. The, the biggest attribute he's going to allow this team to have is another guy when the shot clock is rolling down to be able to create his own shot. Good point. And that's something that, you know, you see that the, the, the offense get very stagnant, and he's going to be able to do that. And once you do that and you're able to drive and kick, it's going to open up guys for open, open looks. And I think that's going to improve some of their outside shooting uh, and not be shooting those late shot clocks you know, kind of percentage buster, so to speak. No doubt, man. Thank you for the phone call, bud. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Have a good yep, day. for sure. Go Pels. Yeah, there you go. Go Pels. It's 1215. I got to hit the break so we can get Rod Walker on. Got to quickly tell you about DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56 at Sunday. And as you know, they're officially live in Louisiana, mobile sports betting, just in time for that big game. So right now you can place a bet in Louisiana with DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Don't have to leave the comfort of your couch, even any car, if you're not driving, of course. Um, look, bet just $5 or more in any playoff game and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. So the wait's over. Go do it. You can do all kinds of different same-game parlays where you can combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. Simple. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings. Safe. Secure. Reliable. So this is what you do. Download the app. Then put in the code LaRose. And away you go. Get 56 to 1 odds when you use that code LaRose, by the way, as well. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. We'll take a quick break. When we come back on your home for Pelicans basketball, Mr. Rod Walker will talk about the hiring of Dennis Allen and the newest player coming this way to the Pelicans. You're listening to the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota, and we're celebrating. Check out the fresh new inventory arriving daily, plus great deals now at Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. Check out the all-new, redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Greg LeBlanc Toyota has given top dollar for your trade. We want your trade in. Or check the inventory online Online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These super savings won't last long. Greg's got the deals. South Hollywood Road, Homa. Shop now. When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets bakes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Sports Hangover, your home for Pelicans basketball. What a news day today here in the city of New Orleans. A gorgeous day. Sun is bright. Got the nice cool temps. It's not too cold. Mr. Rod Walker joins us at Rod Walker. Nola is the way to follow him on Twitter. He's a sports columnist for the Picayune and the Advocate. Rod, good afternoon. How are you, sir? Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me on. What a day. What a day, man. Uh, let's start on the hardwood just because, obviously, that's what just happened earlier this morning. What a week to be a Pels fan. They move into sole possession. They were able to acquire, I think, a pretty good player without kind of keeping what the core is right now on this team. I don't know. What are your thoughts on C.J. McCollum coming to the Pels? I think it was a great addition for a team that, you know, this is a team the Pelicans have 
struggle shooting the outside shot. I mean, they, you know, been able to withstand that and, you know, they hit shots sometimes when they need to. But overall, I mean, teams kind of struggle on shooting from the outside. And DJ's a guy that's, you know, right at 40% on three-pointers throughout his career. And uh, obviously we know about <laughs> how good he was with Damian Lillard up in Portland. But I think DJ is a really good fit for this team. And it, it just it fills a void that this team needed. So that's really good. And obviously whenever you fill a void, you're going to probably lose some pieces too. And uh, obviously this team is going to lose uh, Losing Josh Hart, I think, is pretty big just because of what he brought to the team, not just yep. stats, but, I mean, he was kind of the, you know, he's kind of like the heart and soul of the team as far as, like, just doing all the dirty work. You know, he wasn't afraid to go in there and get rebounds and do a lot of things that guys his size can't do. I mean, he's one of the better rebounders in the league, especially for a guy that's, you know, his size. So, um, losing him, you know, it'll be pretty tough, but, uh, you know, I think what C.J. brings, I mean, I think you have to make that trade. Uh, I think it's an upgrade. This team should be, you know, they've won three games in a row. They play Houston tonight. And uh, you know, a lot of people aren't really talking about this team. Even in the city, I don't know if they're being talked about enough because I think that John Willie Green has done, this team started off 1-12 and now they're 20-20 mm-hmm. and 20 since then. And like you just mentioned, they're in that 10th um, spot for play-in tournament. And to me, for Willie Green to be able to do that without Zion Williamson this season, to me, it's pretty tremendous that he was able to keep this thing together because it could have easily fallen apart at the beginning of the year when they started off so so badly. So, um, yeah, I think people should you know take note of this team. Rod Woj tweeted an hour ago after one in twelve, the Pels make it into the playoffs. Ninety six, ninety seven, Suns made the playoffs from that kind of start. That's it. So yeah, it would almost be a bit historical on there. You mentioned his name, and that's where I was going next. A guy like Josh Hart said last year. Didn't go well. He didn't know if he wanted to play basketball. And he and a lot of the other players have made several comments about what it's like to play for Willie Green. We're going to transition into Dennis Allen and, I guess, the Saints choosing continuity. The importance of having that locker room, though, buy into a guy. We've seen it with 16 years with Sean Payton. Man, I know it's early in his career, but Willie Green right now seems like a guy that maybe now we know why Steve Kerr said back in the championship series, this guy was going to be a star in the coaching ranks. You know what I mean? Have you been impressed by what Willie's been able to do with these guys? I think it's been incredible, man. I mean, again, we're talking about that slow start and this team with, you know, pretty young, young roster. I mean, they didn't fold under that. And you watch them even now. I mean, you just watch the game, watch this team. The guys even on the bench during the games, I mean, they're just so engaged with one another. You can tell that they really like each other. And, you know, that comes from the top down because we didn't see this last year with uh, when Stan Van Gundy was here. We didn't see it the year before with Gentry. I mean, he just changed the whole mindset and the mm-hmm. culture of the team. I think that bodes well. I mean, you mentioned Sean Payton. I mean, we've talked about <laughs> – I think we – I don't know how many stories we've written about the culture of the Saints locker room, but that has definitely uh, transcended over to the Pelicans locker room now. It has not been there uh, in the past, but Willie Green has been able to do it. I think Willie Green being a player in the league, a young guy who just turned you know turned 40 right when he got the job. Um, so, I mean, he could just relate to these players so much better than you know some of these other guys. I think that goes a long way, especially especially in the NBA. Just a, you know, I think it's probably a little different from the NFL, but I think Willie Green has just been able to connect with these guys, and that's what this team needed. Speaking with Rod Walker at Rod Walker Nola over on Twitter, sports columnist for the Picayune and Advocates. So that leads us into that parallel, right? Is that what the Saints finally decided on? We know 
per reports, Eric Bieniemy was there for a while interviewing on Sunday. Maybe it came down to those two. And did was it what one out was? Hey, this is a guy that's been here twelve or sixteen years. Let's kind of stay that direction. I mean, I'm assuming that's eventually would one out, huh? Yeah, I think I think from the from the moment that Sean Payne stepped down, I think this was Dennis Allen's job to lose. I mean, I don't think he would. I think he would have really had to botch the interview process to probably not be named the head coach, or somebody else would have to come in and just really, really blow the, you know, blow Mickey Loomis and, and the staff away. And I just think that was going to be hard to do because, um, again, Dennis knows the expectations he's been around, and he knows the bar that Sean Payton set. And I just think it was going to be really hard for somebody to overtake him in that in that race for that job. I don't know where it's going to go from here on out with the, the different assistant jobs, but there was a lot of reports yesterday and earlier this morning, Rod, that there's going to be some changes on the offensive side, that it's not just going to be, hey, P. Mark, P. Carmichael, your offensive coordinator, looks like he's going to hire from outside and then maybe elevate either Ryan Nielsen or Chris Richard over to defensive coordinator. Rod, I said in the opening segment, I think a home run staff, if you could somehow convince Eric Bieniemy whose contract is up, in KC to come run the offense and then Richard, Mr. Legion of Boom, take over your defense, been working with you with the secondary. That'd be a heck of a staff right there. What do you think? Oh, I agree with you 100%. I think that's, I don't know if that's the direction I'll go in, but I mean, we've heard how long they talked to the B enemy the other day on Sunday. And, you know, hopefully that was a contingency plan if he wasn't hired as head coach. And, um, um, we know about his connection to the city, and I, I do think this team. I mean, I think the offense needs a um, maybe a fresh face in there. I mean, we've seen some of the people. I mean, we've seen how the offense ran this past season, and obviously, obviously, it's going to help if you have a quarterback or whatever that you need sure. to run things. But um, I think a fresh face like Bianca would would do well, especially when it comes to drawing players in, because you know I talked to people last week about Sean Payton. I said I think that's one of the biggest things that this team is going to miss is that there were offensive players in the league, not just quarterbacks, but, I mean, just, you know, you talk about skill positions, too, that they looked at New Orleans because of, you know, Sean Payton. They're like, yeah, I want to be a part of Sean Payton's offense. So I think you bring in a guy like the enemy, I think I think that would still, you know, entice entice players to, to want to come here. Uh, and I'm talking about free agents, obviously. Sure. Uh, so I think, you, I think you definitely need to uh, – to want to, to want to come here. I don't know if people are going to look at the staff as it is right now and say, "Oh yeah, I want to go play for that offense." That's mm-hmm. not a part of it. So, uh, I think that I think this offensive coordinator hire is going to be really important to the to the future of this uh, of this franchise. I agree, and Rod, I don't think it's coincidence that it, it was it came out like that quickly, right? Right after the announcement of the right. hire, that hey, we're going to go look out outside the box here. And to your point. Look, Rod, I know it's not scientific. We just put a poll out there on Friday. But, dude, it was it was 50-50. I mean, essentially, it was like a decimal point uh, difference when we asked Saints fans, who did you want, Eric Bieniemy yeah. or Dennis Allen? I, I think when you bring up his name, obviously the local ties, but there's a lot of people that want to see him get that shot. You know, from what you hear around the league, they expect yeah. and, and feel he deserves that shot. Look, I, I don't know if it's right that he'd have to go somewhere else to sort of prove that or not. We mentioned last week, Rod, there's three teams that hired head coaches that were quote-unquote offensive coordinators, but their head coaches called the plays, right, in, um, right, in right. some of those teams. So maybe maybe if he does come here and shows, hey, this is my offense, I have a hand in picking who my quarterback is, 
then I don't think he lasts a year or two, right? I mean, maybe that's the lure for him. And, and it's going to be tough leaving a place that wins in Kansas City. Right. But I think maybe you might get his ear a bit. I agree. And I think because um, if he's going to ever get a shot, I mean, I mean, he's done pretty much all he can do. It. Well, what can he do at Kansas City? I mean, he can right. continue what they've done for the past four years or, or you go somewhere else and you really – and to me, he shouldn't have to show anything else. But if that's what it's going to take, I mean, maybe he'd be willing to do that. Like I said, his contract is up, and this would be a a chance to prove himself um, with with a team that obviously has an offense that needs to be revamped. So, um, and I say revamped, and I mean that not taking into account all the injuries the Saints are, sure. are dealing with. But um, yeah, I mean, I think, I, and I think if you, I think if he comes, I think you'll have players that might be saying, "Okay, that, that would be intrigued by that." So, yeah. I think it, I think it would be a good move for the Saints, and I know people don't like change sometimes, and they want to kind of just keep it like it is. But you know, I do think they probably need a fresh face on offense to to get things going. I think also when you look at it, Rod, it's one thing to to keep continuity in terms of culture and the way things are done, and someone that understands what I think right now is the strength of the team, the defense. It's another, as right. you're bringing up, to understand this isn't Sean Payton's offense anymore. A, he's not here. B, you don't have a guy named Drew Brees. I mean, that was kind of the main reason this offense sort of right. ran the way it was. He made offensive linemen better. He made receivers better. So when you now have to go find a new quarterback for you of the future, why not bring in a guy? I mean, it's, it's, it's a tremendous opportunity. I think that a lot of offensive coordinators maybe don't have, right, Rod? That they, they get hired. Here's your coach or here's your player. Here's your offensive lineman. I think whoever this is, whether it's the enemy or anybody, can come in and I think have a say. Who his quarterback is, what's the best system for that. And, and that that's a unique, I think, opportunity that maybe might lure a, a special name. Yeah, I agree with you. And I also think that the fact that if you're an offensive coordinator and you come here with this defense, you don't have to put up 30 points a game. This defense, I mean, you could you know, score 22, 23 points a game and you're probably good. So I don't even think there's as much pressure on a on a coordinator that comes here because I think the defense is so good. And I mean, and if you can somehow put together an explosive offense with this defense, I mean, then you you definitely have a Super Bowl caliber team. But I mean, this defense has already shown that it's good enough to you know to carry a team. So mm-hmm. I don't think you have to be a great offense. So I think it's a good situation for for anybody, especially if, if you get to do those things that you mentioned, like you know picking your quarterback and figuring out you know what you want to run. And, well, we got, your, no. I was going to say, Rod, we got some storylines Sunday, sir, before we let you go. I want to get your, your, your pick on it and, and your thoughts. We got some Saints, got some Tigers. We got all kinds of things over there with the Bengals and Rams. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting game. I really do. I, I'm all who day. I'm not just, I'm going to lie to you. I am all who day. <laughs> I love it. I love the parallels, the video the team put out after they won the AFC Championship game of seeing people celebrate. I mean, it absolutely reminded you of 2009. So there's a sentiment. And I hate the Rams. So I mean, it's it's easy for me to do it. Rod, who do you think wins Sunday? Man, I was talking to someone last night about it. They were trying to get my prediction. And um, I think I'm probably leaning toward the Rams just because, man, I just don't trust that Bengals offensive line with oh, no. going against Aaron Donald. <laughs> I think Aaron Donald's going to cause some problems. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I just get in the edge. I just think. I think when you look at Odell and Cooper Cup and and um, I just think those guys, that, I just think they're going to win. I mean, they're at home. I just think that a lot of things tilt in their favor. Uh, but, I mean, we've seen Joe Burrow do so many things that 
I would never bet against him. I, I'll say that. But I, mm-hmm. if I had to pick right now, I would definitely pick the Rams. I just think, I just think that I just don't trust the Bengals offensive line enough. And to me, that you know, a lot of times where games are won, if they can somehow give Joe Burrow some time, mm-hmm. keep Aaron Donald out of his face, I mean, maybe they get a shot. But I just right enjoy yeah. the time every time you give it to us, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, for sure. That ride walk or no. It's the way to follow him over on Twitter. Sports columnist for the Picayune and the Advocates. Quick break. Jake Madison locked on Pels. He'll break down that C.J. McCollum trade a little bit more. And what does it mean to the team once he gets on the floor? And especially when, you know, who eventually shows up. We're your home for Pelicans basketball. ESPN New Orleans. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic. Our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 24-7 with supplies and solutions for every industry and access to product specialists ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. G-Sean, J-Will, and Max. Matt Nagy is out in Chicago. Mike Zimmer is out in Minnesota. Of those two jobs, which NFC North job is more attractive, do you think? I honestly think it could be Minnesota. Minnesota's got some pieces in place, both on the defense and the offensive side of the ball. They got young receiver, young quarterback, I mean, young running back. Thielen is still there, healthy. Uh, they got a young tight end. I, I, I like Minnesota. How about you, Chicago seems like it's more attractive because it's Chicago to pop the media. But I would agree with you on Minnesota. Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, the pieces that they have there, you think offensively they're probably the most talented team if Aaron Rodgers does leave in that division next year. And Kirk Cousins may not be the answer long term, but he's good now. Yes. And well, you can move on, you can move on from now. Kirk Cousins yeah. if you choose to do so. GJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill. Pelicans start a six-game homestand tonight against Houston. Get on out there. We'll see when we'll actually see C.J. McCollum on the court for the Pelicans. The news, the big trade being finalized. So I immediately went to, of course... Jake Madison, locked on Pels at Nola. Jake, Jake, good afternoon, busy morning. How are you? <laughs> Doing well. Busy night, even I think last <laughs> night. It's just you know, it's been in the works since uh, yesterday. But happy to be on talking the hoops with you here, Gus. All right, let's get to it, man. We've heard his name mentioned a lot, and the last time you came on, we brought that up here as well. So let's just start with the obvious. Why is this a good trade for the Pelicans? You know, the Pelicans need offense right now, particularly without Zion Williamson, you know, at any point this season. And they've struggled to score points simply without Brandon Ingram. And if they want to get into the play-in tournament, they're sitting 10th right now in the Western Conference and be able to get out of that, you're going to need to score the ball. This is a team that's 26th in terms of three-point percentage. How many times do we complain about 
terrible shooting nights from this squad in the month of January, times when they were shooting below 20% from three. C.J. McCollum is a 40% career three-point shooter in his eight years in the league, comes in and immediately adds that element to this offense that they have been missing. But I'll give you one number in particular that I think really kind of makes this trade make sense. That's 34%. That's the percentage of three-point makes that C.J. McCollum uh, has in his repertoire unassisted, meaning he has the ball in his hands, he's dribbling, he pulls up, he shoots it. 34% of his three-point makes are unassisted. The Pelicans don't have anyone that's above 25% on their roster. No one is truly a threat to shoot with the ball in their hands. They're more catch-and-shoot guys, spot-up guys. You need someone who can just go out and create their own shot get some instant offense, and C.J. McCollum at 20 points per game has proven in his career that he's capable of doing that. That's big because that's one of the things that we have seen. We've seen the culture change. We've seen these guys play harder in defense, but at the same time, that that offense, it, it lacks especially, Jake, when you play some teams in the NBA that seem to have five to six three-point shooters and a three-point shot is absolutely key. you got to have that, right? Yeah, look, you, you need to have shooting, right? It's really as simple as that. Particularly, you know, look past this season, look to next season when presumably Zion Williamson is going to be healthy and out there playing. You need shooting around that guy. Not so much to space the court for him because he's so efficient at the rim, shooting 65% or whatever the insane number is. A guy needs to be basically a 50% shooter from three to equal that. So teams are always going to double and triple Zion when he's down low with the basketball and leave shooters open on the perimeter. You, what you need are shooters that will make teams pay for doing that, not to space the court for him, but to make teams pay when he kicks the ball out to them. I didn't trust Josh Hart to make those threes. I somewhat trust a guy like Devontae Graham, but you also didn't trust a guy like Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And so the Pelicans were missing guys to make opponents pay for double-teaming and triple-teaming Zion Williamson. DJ McCollum? is that guy that will make teams pay. But if you're also looking for space for Zion or even Brandon Ingram, as I mentioned, that, that unassisted three-point number, right? If he's got the ball in his hands, you can't sag off of him to go try and defend Zion or Brandon Ingram with an extra defender because if you do that, he's just going to pull up and shoot and make it, and he's going to burn you that way. So you will keep a defender stuck to him when he has the ball in his hand, and that does create space and room for Zion, for Brandon Ingram. So when you look at what he brings to the table, it makes sense for New Orleans. There's some concerns about his age. You know, he's over 30. He's making a lot of money that basically eliminates all salary cap flexibility going forward for this team. But I think the Pelicans just kind of realized they've got to go all in. They've got to make a move. Now, this was the best player available, and they went out and they acquired him. Pick and roll is something else that uh, has been mentioned here by a lot of people that cover the Pels over the last couple of hours. And when you think of Jonas's, like, I, I can't wait to see Jonas and Zion together on the floor, right? We've sort of seen how playing big and moving Jackson Hayes to the floor has helped him. And I'll ask you specifically about how all of a sudden he became almost untradeable, <laughs> Jake, uh, as of late. But how can McCollum help that aspect of it? Where you have Jonas, I mean, you, like you can almost put them on each elbow and, and, and take your pick. Who, who, who are you, you going to cover? Yeah, right. Like you, you look at some of the improved play from these guys, and, you know, Jackson Hayes is a really good example of the subpar guard play that we've had here in New Orleans this season. 
he's struggled, right? He needs a guy to get him the ball. Most big men do, and they just don't have a competent enough passer to be able to do that. So while he's not amazing in the pick and roll by any stretch, he's an upgrade over anyone the Pelicans have right now. That's going to make life easier for a guy like Jonas Valanciunas. That's going to make Jackson Hayes' life way easier than what it's been. And you're seeing that increased play from him right now, too. So maybe this is a move that unlocks those two guys even more. He's his handle, by the way, is excellent. He moves very, very well with the ball in his hand, and that's going to be important in those pick-and-roll situations. We've seen line ball turnovers kill New Orleans this year. Teams burn them in transition. You're worried about that less with a guy like C.J. McCollum. When you look at, obviously, what what this sort of says, look, uh, to, to the rest of the league, look, I'm going to play here in a little bit because I have to, just it's what I do. You know, screaming a out there saying that that he's this this is terrible for CJ McCollum, and I get it to this aspect nationally. Unless you're the Lakers and Knicks, every move that isn't for a big market, they're going to poo poo on. I mean, it just is what it is. But if you're going to compete and you're going to keep guys like Zion or Ingram and compete for a title, which you have every right to because you're in the league. You're going to have to get a guy that's going to have to trust and buy into that, right? Is there a concern at all that a veteran like him that's been in the postseason is going to come into this with open arms and a clear mind? Yeah, I think that you're not going to have any sort of issue with that. By all accounts, C.J. McCollum is one of the more well-respected players in the league. He's on the Players Association Board of Directors there. I believe he's the president of the vice president. This is a guy that's going to come in and act like a professional. I don't think you're worried about that. And if you know, you're comparing the two situations, Portland to New Orleans, right now, New Orleans looks like the better one. We don't know if Damian Lillard is going to be playing at all this season, and certainly that front office seemed like they were going to start selling off pieces. So he probably doesn't want to be there right now. It's kind of the only guy left in the room to a certain degree. So he gets to come to a team that's sniffing the postseason in New Orleans right now that looks to have a brighter future than Portland, too, when Zion Williamson comes back, whether that's this year or next year. And I think he's going to look at this and feel really good about the situation that he ended up in. And so regardless of even if he was unhappy, he's a professional enough that I don't think you need to worry about that. But I expect him to embrace this, to be really excited about coming to New Orleans and being paired next to uh, Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. Speak with Jake Madison, Locked On Pels. So, look, obviously losing some players like Josh Hart, you saw, I mean, he's on your Twitter banner picture, right? I mean, (laughs) I, look, he, he connected with fans, man. And, and obviously you're seeing that a lot on social media today uh, about his loss. It, it kind of stinks, but to get somebody, you're going to have to let go of somebody there as well. But he had a, a, an interesting impact in his time here. You know, certainly. Look, it, 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 it's a shame to lose a guy like that that really embraced being here. You don't always see that in a small market like New Orleans where they've struggled to retain guys. There's a history of guys being unhappy and wanting out, you know, whether it's a guy like Eric Gordon. Anthony Davis, or even Chris Paul. He was here, traded coming from Los Angeles and being from there originally. The weather is, like, gorgeous out there right now. You know, it wouldn't be the worst place to be. And was all about it, was all about being here in New Orleans on this team before the deal was even official. He had ordered uh, Pelicans flip-flops for him to be able to wear around his house. You've got to love a guy that really embraces being here wanted to be here and kind of made the most of his time here. And I think that's a truly wonderful thing. And you're already seeing him do it with Portland, right? He's already tweeting out their colors after his thank you to New Orleans. 
it's just, you know, it's a guy that's it's, it's an awesome player to root for, an easy player to root for, and who also was great this year. He's having his best year as a pro right now. We're seeing him create more for others. His assist numbers have skyrocketed. It feels like he has a new lease on life when it comes to basketball. It sucks to lose him for a couple of different reasons, I think. Um, one of the other aspects, I guess, moving forward is the fact that they entered tonight in the first of six game homestand, Jake, and they're in sole possession of the 10th spot. How... How much better can this team sort of get? You know, certainly I think they're going to be favored for the 10th spot, but they're going to go through a couple of quick little growing pains, right? Like, I don't expect to see any of the guys put into this deal for C.J. McCollum to be playing for New Orleans tonight, making this game a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. If this trade isn't finalized tonight or tomorrow, you might not even see these guys, and I'm not expecting to see a guy like C.J. McCollum playing for the team on Thursday. So you've got two upcoming games that could be losses because of this trade that throws you in flux. Then you have to kind of integrate him and get him in. But the good news is they are at home. Normally you don't get you know, a ton of time to practice and start being around your teammates developing chemistry because you have games every other night, there's travel days, things like that. Six-game homestand makes it a little bit easier, I think, to integrate a guy like E.J. McCollum. And if that home cooking works, you can make up some ground here. Certainly the Pelicans are going to be favored for the 10th spot. They're going to be trying to push the Lakers, I think, they're three and a half games back from them right now for that ninth spot, maybe even try and get to eighth where they're four and a half games back. So they're going to be trying to really push. They're hoping C.J. McCollum and his shooting immediately fixes that big glaring hole that they have on the team right now. And if that's the case, there's no reason that they can't play above 500 basketball the rest of the way. But just to get into the playing tournament, they need to be 500. The roster's talented enough that they should be able to do that. So I think they're going to be sniffing the postseason for sure at the end of the year. Well, there's a lot of attention being paid over there to the SKC. Let's see if the fans get on out there and the team continues to, to give you that reason to watch because that's where they are right now. They're absolutely giving you a reason to watch. Jake Madison locked on Pels. That Nola Jake's the way to follow him over on Twitter. Appreciate the time as always. Thank you, bud. Of course. Thanks for having me on, Gus. Yeah, for sure. Go check out the latest podcast. He really delves into that. Why it's a good move. And more importantly, he's going to keep de- detailing it as the season continues. Quick break. We come back. We'll check in on the intern. See his thoughts on it as well. Go over our questions of the day. We'll reset that as well. And then again, uh, the next guest is into 215. So the lines are now open. Saints fans, Dennis Allen's new coach, the team calling a press conference at 2.30 to officially announce that. And the C.J. McCollum trade has taken place. As Jake said, it's not officially dotted on the time, you know, uh, finalized, but he's going to be a Pelican. So let's get into that when we come back on the Sport Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Hey, hey, my friends, it's Dana DeFran Freelo here. Just wanted to reach out to you that I and Golden Motors are here and ready to help you take care of you and your family's vehicle needs. We have new inventory arriving daily. Check us out 24-7 at goldenmotors.com. Give us a call at 985-325-1000 or stop by and let myself or one of our awesome team members take care of you and get one less worry off your shoulders. Always remember, price is priority. For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job, sight-standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Gavalume, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Gavalume. Buy direct and save Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516, online at reedsmetals.com. 
Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the king at 909-KING. It's Mardi Gras time and Joe's Septic Contractors would like to let everyone know that there is still time to call in your orders for portable toilets and hand wash stations. You can order two, three, six, ten, and 18 stall restroom trailers from everyone at Joe's Septic Contractors. Have a happy and safe Mardi Gras. Call 985-632-5592 or visit joesseptic.com. Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. As always, I look forward to your phone calls. 800-998-1003. Dennis will come to you in about 30 seconds. First, let's welcome in Jordan, the intern, wearing his Pelican shirt. His He has got a Pelican hat on. Your arms are raised in triumph. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. This is a great day to be a Pelicans fan and someone, you know, who continually keeps track of the team. So, hey, I'm all excited about the move. You are. You are all smiles and grins. A couple of questions of the day have to deal with both teams right there in that same vicinity. Go for it, sir. Yeah, so the first one happened last night, obviously. Give us your thoughts on Dennis Allen being selected as the Saints head coach. And the other one is give us your thoughts on the trade Pelicans fan. I also add, added a third question of the day, and it's something that we talked about and a lot of the players talked about um yesterday and this morning in their media um, press conferences. Tonight starts a six-game homestand for the Pelicans. What will be the Pelicans' record after the sixth game? Mm. The upcoming opponents are tonight, the Rockets, then the next game, the Heat, Spurs, Raptors, Grizzlies, and Mavericks. You can comment or call in 800-998-1003 or tweet at us at ESPN Radio Nola. All right, let's welcome in Dennis to the conversation here. Dennis, thank you for calling the Sports Hangover. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing good. How y'all doing today? First well. and first, I'm excited about that. Thanks. Thanks, coaching job. I like that one. And um, this trade, and I, I've been off the radio. I've been off the seat here for a minute now. Who, who they got in the trade? How the trade look? All right. So the the Blazers get Hart, Sato, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Didi, a 2022 protected first-round pick, and two second-round picks. So we lose Josh Hart, Sadoransky, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, DD, and picks. Pelicans get C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., and Tony Snell. Okay, okay, okay. I like that. That's the wins, though. That's the wins. I can deal with that. So since I know that's going on, I think we're going to be like three and three, breaking even out this homestand. Boom. Lone thing got rid of his. I'm all right with that. I only got rid of him. I'm good with that. Hart, I'm a little disappointed, but Hart was, you know, he was like that spirit we had, you know. So, you know, it's like a little culture change, and he loved being here. And we love watching him. So, you know, I might go see him tonight. Like I said, I have some tickets, so I might go see him tonight. I might. You know. So, what you think? How are you looking at the everything? Well, I, look, I, the way I look at it is like this. It, it, it instantly makes you better. Doesn't it? I mean, it really does. Um, 
you have somebody that, as Jake Madison said, can knock down the three, has shown that already in his NBA career, unassisted, which is the number that he gave, which was kind of keys, a 40% three-point shooter. Dennis, they are a team that um, struggles to shoot from long distance. You also are bringing in a guy that, you know, has been in a postseason, has played in big games, has played in a city that – I, I'm going to call it, I guess, one of those small markets, right? I mean, it, it's it, what I mean by that is it, it's Portland. Now, the, the Blazers are, are huge over there. They're a big thing. But he's a guy that probably wants to win here as well. And I think you start to see a bit of a culture change. I think a guy like Dennis Allen, I mean, Dennis Allen, Willie Green, if he got these guys to buy in, I think a veteran like that that's probably looking for some good coaching, looking for something to kind of get going, you know what? It, it might work there for that. I, I, I think it's a good move. Um, obviously you're losing some young guys, but look, at the end of the day, when eventually we see Zion, I think you're better at the center position with Jonas. I think Herb Jones, what he's been able to do, Jordan, has been nothing short of amazing, right? So you've added some defensive presence and somebody's going to get probably more shots now. Uh, from that aspect of it. Brandon Ingram is playing outstanding. Now you have a guy like Jake said, when he has the ball in his hands, I got to keep an eye on him. I, I have to defend him because if I don't, he's going to shoot or he's going to drive and yeah. kick. So that's yeah. going to help Brandon Ingram because I think Brandon's really good at creating that space for him and then go attack and go do the jump shots and stuff. Where he struggled is when he's, you know, dribbling a lot and things of that nature. So I think that helps. And I don't know, like I said, I, I'm looking at it as this is great. Now let's get it all on the court and, and let's, let's get to work. Yeah, I, I understand that. DJ McCullough, I'd be always like, you know, I'd always like, you know, he's a good, he's a good player. But I just want to ask you one question. When are you going to get out your feel about Zion? We can get some picks for Zion. Hello? Say, say that again. We want some picks for Zion? We can get some picks for Zion and some good players. Nice little decent player put around Brandon Eagles. Let Brandon and McCullough, they do their thing. It could be them two teams if McCullough come in who wants to play. If he wants to play for us and show us that'll help us to win, you know, and Zion ain't hit that floor. Who says Zion will be a nature? He might come up with the other foot injury. You never know what Zion playing on doing. Because he ain't down here rehabbing with us. He ain't so well around us. You know, so we don't know what he's doing. Look, um, no, look, I hear you. Believe me. And, and I think it is frustrating from a, a fan standpoint. And look, and I've expressed it as well. I, you would have to sit down in front of me and argue to me the, the positives, right? Jordan of why you're not here, why you're not part of this team that's gelling together over the last two months. You see them not only buy in, turn things Let's around. Let's not even worry about like, that. No, I know, but what I'm saying is like, my point is I, I get all of that. And, but, no, I hear, but Dennis, I, you're, you're, to your point, you, you said trade them, you'll get a nice haul. Will you? Because if I'm another team right now, but Dennis, if I'm another team right now, I don't know what his health status is. I don't know what he's actually capable of being. I, I know the numbers he put in were nice in the paint and he could score there. The, the guy was blocked left and right though. He's the layup king to me. I, I, I see trouble. Like I, I'm not giving you. You know, tons of picks and great play. I just, I don't know what the hole would be. So that's why I keep saying, I understand there's a sentiment for that. And again, I'm going to put you down. You're the seventh call in the last 24 hours that would want to trade Zion. 
But okay, I, I think it. I think it makes look. You're not trading him. You have to get him back on the court, get him healthy, and see what he can be. He was the first player taken overall. You can't just give up on him just like that. Now, I get. Does he want to be here? I, I I hear that, Dennis. But you got to put that onus on him. You got to offer the extension, see what he wants to do, and then you can move forward. But you, you're not trading him this week. You gotta be here, even on the bench. If you're not, if you're not healthy, most people when they're not healthy, they with they they on the bench during the moon quality. quality time. Dennis, I'm with you. Dennis, I'm with you. Look, Dennis, I, I've said it for the last two months. I mean, in month, I, I don't understand how you wouldn't either want to be here on home games or I look. That's but I'm different, dude. I'm not him. I don't know why it's happening. You know this out of sight, out of mind thing. I I don't know, dude. I. I, I don't know. No you know me. When you, you know? come back, can't huh? have no chemistry when we come back. Well, I, we'll see, Dennis. We'll see. <laughs> you still in your feelings about him? Yeah, I hear you, bud. Thank you, Dennis, for the phone call, bud. <laughs> All right, bye, man. <laughs> for sure. It is interesting, isn't it, though, Jordan? Again, the amount of, of, of fans that sort of feel that way about a player that again. In essence, you're making all of these moves to better have a team that better suits him, fits him, helps him win. Which is why I said last year in the offseason, I hate that phrase. You know, build a team around it. He sort of has to do that as well. Like, he has to, you know, show me that that's what we're doing. Like, because again, I don't know what I'm building around to begin with. Well, what are you? Well, you remember last year was point guard. I mean, <laughs> the year before that, yeah, yeah, show, I mean, what are you? What, what am I building around you? Cause I don't have anything to really say. Okay. You're good at the paint. Great. Did you develop a jump shot? Uh, can you integrate yourself with the way this team's playing defense? Like I need to know what kind of player you're actually going to become before I start saying that. And I, I just, I, I don't like the notion of, you know, we're, we're you're building around him to help him. Well, you got to do that yourself too. Like, right. I mean, and, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I said this year, it's Brandon Ingram's team right now. You know? Well, what are you seeing Brandon Ingram doing? He's, he's finding ways to gel with other players. He's not making players gel with him or come to his game. He's going to each player on the team, whether it's off the bench on a, or starting with him on the floor and they're helping each other out. It's not just a one-way street of, well, you have to And you've seen him improve in this game, game, right? Whether it's defensively, Correct. he's gotten better at that, different aspects on the offensive end, and that's what I'm saying. And I don't know, like I said, man, can you really prepare and get better by sitting there and watching games and watching film with others? Again, you're going to have to show me how it doesn't. But, you know, look, again, it's going to be very difficult and it's going to be very easy and apparent if you buy in or not, okay? Uh, well, you know, you don't have the right coach. Willie Green's the right coach. Well, can you get guys around him that will play hard? We got guys around you that can play hard. Well, how about other supers? Brandon Ingram is an all-star caliber player. Well, what about Biggs to kind of help clear up the paint because he was getting hacked and everybody cried? Well, Jonas Valanciunas can do that. Well, you know, do we have a, a point guard that can help? Great. They just made a trade to do that. Well, does this team really want to win? They just made a trade to do that. Everything's being done. Everything's being done. So, guess what? Don't give me this whole day no. the team to around Zion. Guess what? It, it's your turn. 
I mean, I, tell me, and I get it. And look, and we're going to play at the top of next hour, screaming A, this is terrible. for. I understand all this. No one wants to play in New Orleans. They're not going anywhere. Whatever, dude. Look at the standings with really lack of offense. They've gotten to the 10th spot, and it is what it is. But the point is, it, it, here it is. You know, at, at some point, it, it's got to all gel. And the rest of the team's moving on. They're moving forward, you know. So that's why we keep saying, when he's healthy and he gets on the court, assimilate. Got to get going. So let's do that. Yep. Thank you, Jordan. We'll see you tomorrow, man, in the studio, bud. Have fun at class today. We'll do. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> see, you to, see you tonight, guys. Oh, yeah. I'll see you tonight. Never mind. I'll see you tonight at the game. Lock up, baby. Yes. Oh, look at him. He's all excited. There goes Jordan, the intern. Hour one is in the books. Hour two is next. No guests. Nothing but phone calls. Give us a buzz on ESPN New Orleans. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-489-6985. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-489-6985 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-489-6985 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-489-6985. New Orleans Pelicans basketball is on the air. Pump fake. Bounce feed to Jonas. Up top, B.I. Straight away three. Good! Bucket! Bucket! Good! Rumble, young man! Ball game! Hi, this is Todd Graffinini. Join John DeShazer and me as the Pelicans take on the Miami Heat. Thursday at 6.30 p.m. on ESPN 100.3 New Orleans. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, 800-998-1003 is the phone number. To give us the buzz, got plenty uh, to get into... In this hour, no guest. I wanted it open for your phone calls. Saints fans, you have your 11th head coach in franchise history. The team calling a 2.30 press conference. No doubt to announce that Dennis Allen is their head coach. And he'll be introduced. And we'll take questions from the media. Also this morning, there it is. Finalized. uh, They're getting to the finalizing of the deal. C.J. McCollum. Coming to the Pelicans, the trade, Blazers will get Josh Hart 
Sadaransky, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Didi Lozada, the 2022 protected first-round pick, and two second-round picks. Coming over from Portland, C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., Tony Snell. At 2.15, Ali Cosell will join us to talk a little bit more about that trade. We spoke with Jake Madison. He said, let me give you one number, 34%. 34% unassisted three points made and three-pointers made, C.J. McCollum. The Pelicans don't have anybody over 20%, he said. That's big. He's a 40% three-point shooter in his career. He's the number one player in the last five years in jump shots made. That's what's coming over. Veteran presence as well. I think he immediately helps this team. As Ali tweeted earlier this morning, talk about pick and rolls, different sets as well. He's going to help right then in there. As far as the Saints and head coach Dennis Allen, it'll be interesting to see what exactly these reports mean that came out last night this morning that expect changes on the offensive side of the football. And that P. Carmichael likely is going to remain on the staff, but not as the offensive coordinator, maybe elevated to a different position, an analyst or something. But it looks like, by all indications and reports, that we will have a new offensive coordinator in New Orleans. My other impression, too, based on the reports, Ryan Nielsen, Chris Richard, the D-line coach, and secondary coach could be elevated to defensive coordinator. Now, Lovey Smith said he's going to call defensive coordinator plays. He's going to call the defense as the head coach. Looks like Dennis Allen will hire a defensive coordinator. My dream, Chris Richard, he ran the Legion of Boom, elevated him to D.C., he's done it before, and do everything you can to try to convince Eric B. Enemy to come to New Orleans. Maybe that's why they interviewed him for eight hours. He's interviewed for 20 jobs. 65% of the league has sat down and talked with him. He hadn't been offered a job. I wonder whether it's fair or not, or right or not, if the next best thing for him to do is to leave Kansas City and prove it is him and not Andy Reid. Again, I go to the AFC Championship game, the play before halftime, um, the final series and drive where they couldn't get a touchdown, had to settle for the game-tying field goal, where they eventually lost. And then, more importantly, at the end of the game, Andy Reid coming out and saying, I kept giving them the bat, the wrong plays to Pat Mahomes. They showed him early in the game, CBS, several times, the enemy calling plays. But is it where the buck stops or the game's important or on the line? I got it, Eric. Does that help him? I don't know. Maybe you offer him not only a nice size check, but say, hey, how many other offense coordinators can go pick you, help us pick a quarterback? What quarterback would best fit your system? Here's your system. Here's your offense. There you go. Your side of the building. Makes sense. Love to see it. Jack, thanks for calling the sports hangover, sir. How are you? Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing well, man. Hey, um. Has, uh, has Tony Snell been here before? He seems like a guy who's passed through here before. Name sounds familiar, doesn't it? I don't yeah, know off the top of my head, though, to be honest with you. Right. Okay, um, I guess, I guess my main question to you, um, how far do you think the Pelicans are from contending in the West? I mean, for a title. Obviously, they're close to making the playoffs. 
Uh, by the way, no, it's Chicago, Milwaukee, Detroit, and Atlanta, and Portland. Um, how close are they to doing what now? To actually contending to, uh, in the West. I mean, at the top of the West. So obviously, they're, they're close to getting to the, um, you know, they, they, I well, think they should make the okay. playoffs. Well, they're in the 10th right now, which is the play-in with the 9. And then whoever wins that will play the loser of 7-8, and that's the way the play-in tournament works. 1 through 6, you ain't got to worry about it in the first round. So if you want to say that, let's go with how close are they from being in the sixth spot, right? I would say this. Right. Phoenix and the Warriors are on a different level. You'd agree with me, right, Jack? I mean, they are. That's not disrespectful Absol- to the Pelicans. Absolutely, yeah. They're, they're championship contending teams. The Jazz, you know, they're a good team too. Denver, those teams have been among the top echelon of the West for some time, probably for the long. You got some MVPs on there, what have you. The Memphis Grizzlies are currently the third seed in the West. I look at them as a team that's been right around where the Pels have been the last several years. What's the main difference? Their superstar, their franchise player, their guy that they drafted has taken them to the next level. So, my answer would be when Zion plays and he's healthy and, and hopefully. Okay. Right. I mean, does that make sense in terms that if John Morant, now I know they won five games without him. I get that. And look, the Pels have made it to the 10th spot without Zion all season and have a Brandon Ingram. Do, do the Grizzlies have a Brandon Ingram and a Zion? 